Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. And good Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Good Wednesday, everyone out there in YouTube land and Facebook land and Twitter land, Periscope land, wherever you're watching. Good afternoon. Today we are brought to you by Down the Barrel. Down the Barrel it makes some awesome ARs. They are really, really cool ARs. You got to check them out. It's at downthebarrelofficial.com. And we do have our Mantis giveaway. Once we have 2,000 subscribers, we'll be giving away this Mantis X10 Elite. It will help you shoot. All you have to do to enter is to like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, comment on any video. Every comment on each video. So basically one entry per video. We'll get you an entry into this. Uh, the Rogue Banshee um, and uh, G-Webs is already locked and loaded on this contest for this viewership. Um, just remember, you can always support me at patreon.com slash John Crump. Patreon.com slash John Crump. Or $5 donation on the Super will get you the little No Quarter for Tyrants patch. And we only have six of those. So, there's no sound? Please tell me you can hear me. Well, I'm just going to assume that everyone can hear me. If you can't hear me, let me know. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, so uh, they only got six patches left. So once those are gone, they won't be made again. They're limited edition patches. So $5 on the Super Chat or you can go to my Patreon at patreon.com slash John Crump. You can also buy my book at Crump at crumpy.com slash Giants. $25 will get you a signed copy of my book um, through Super Chats or $20 on the Patreon. Now, let me introduce you my, to my guest. I've been trying to have her on for a while, but she's been avoiding me. Her husband has been on, but she, for some reason, doesn't like me, I guess. Um, and her name is Joanna. Johanna from, she's also known as Latina Locked and Loaded. And before we get started, Johanna, I just want to read you a little bit of poetry that I heard from um our friend uh, Joe Biden. So let me go ahead and bring that up, and then we'll then we'll, then we'll get into some gun stuff and get away from the political stuff. But uh, I tweeted it out because it's just poetic, right? COVID has taken has taken this year just since the outbreak has taken more than one hundred year looks. Here's the lives when you think about it. That's some haiku. Did he? Uh, did he write this? Uh, I, this? What was this? He, he was talking in a speech. So. Well, that's pretty typical Joe Biden at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so how are you doing? I'm pretty good. I do apologize. I have a crazy work schedule. Uh, I work in the medical field and. COVID kind of hit our office a little hard. So I lost uh, quite a few staff members to it. Not dead, if anyone <laughs> does like kind of 
<laughs> no, a lot of people rules every day, you know. All yeah, no, day. yeah. Yeah, no, I lost all my no. Um they quit. So cause it's kind of, you know, some people don't want to expose themselves. So yeah. A lot of work for me. Sorry about that. <laughs> but besides that, that, I'm doing well. It's doing well. So you and your husband do a podcast. Yes. You guys started that recently, in fact. And it's a really good podcast, yes. by the way. Uh, I think you guys uh, put a lot more thought into it than I did when I started. <laughs> so. so we just had, it's Sundays at 7 p.m. on YouTube. And, and then it airs, I mean, I mean, not airs, but it, it uploads um, about the next day or so onto YouTube. Or, you know, the audio is on wherever you get your podcasts about a day or so after. Um, and, yeah, we're on, I think, episode eight was this past Sunday and we never really thought about having a podcast it just kind of like fell into our you know like I don't want to say fell into our lap but it kind of just happened I kind of want to say COVID had a lot to do with it because um, we were pretty new in the 2A community we started getting serious about it in November of 2019 right after the 2A rally and we had a whole bunch of things lined up for this fall um actually this whole year and COVID just kind of threw a wrench into everything so for a while we were just kind of like well what are we going to do so I guess that's you know what the opportunity presented itself to feel like we were doing something and and moving forward with spreading the message so that's what we did thanks to COVID we have a podcast now (laughs) that is cool now one thing I didn't ask uh, your husband when he was on, whose idea was it to do the podcast? I think it was, um, I, I want to say it was kind of both of us because we've been tinkering with the idea of doing something along that line for a couple of years now, but it wasn't 2A related. Um, we're both video gamers and we kind of both, played around the idea of doing twitch but we really like we're both not we're both kind of introverts i'd say so you know it was good in theory because we really love gaming and that's a big part of our relationship um but it just kind of like we never really liked the idea of being public about it and it was kind of silly so but we had all the equipment we had the the cameras and the mics and you know we just got a few more things and then we're like well we have everything set up for a podcast so why not do it and I'd like to give credit to Hank Strange because, you know, we're my husband and I are both on Hank's show um, a few times, and you and know, your I think will be on tonight too. yes, and he will be on tonight. Yeah, and, I, can't, I can't be on because my wife's deployed, but uh, he uh, he he does really good on that show, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he's he's. I've been pushing him to be more vocal because he's very politically minded and very opinionated and just expresses himself way better than I do. I think um, verbally, I'm much more of a writer. So it's actually taken me a little bit to get out of my shell and feel comfortable talking, which is pretty ironic. I think if you meet me in the real world, I, when I tell people I'm an introvert, they have a hard time believing that because I am that person who will stop somebody you know, in a random location. I've never talked to you before. And then before you know it, we're talking about guns. <laughs> so. oh, that's kind of not the definition of an introvert. Exactly. But I, I'm, I believe me when I say that it's, uh, I have to push myself to do that. So. Yeah, but, but you can push yourself to do that. I don't think an introvert would. I think uh, you're a lot more of an extrovert than you give yourself credit for. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> 
so you play, so you play games. I'm a big yes. gamer too. Uh, what games do you play? Um. Well, I, let, me, let me let me let me let me take a guess. Okay. Assassin's Creed. I actually have never played Assassin's Creed, but I, I should. Right, I it is down. it is my type of game. I just never gotten around to playing it. Um, I've been yeah. playing Skyrim. Uh, on my switch now i think i have 600 hours logged which is insane <laughs> that's uh but that's like i have insomnia so that's my go-to i can't sleep so let me grab my switch and the game i'm playing now i had to put it down i'm still not done um i'm playing the witcher so i just i like oh, uh, that, that. that style of game the witcher 3 and, or the, yeah, the witcher original 3. yeah no the witcher 3 right now i like um, i read the books i, I read the books, so I, I like the game it's pretty good I've never read the books. I just played the game. The game really. Like they run... What's that? The game is really well done. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's got a great. Um, it it is open world, but it's a lot more on track than or on a track versus a game like Skyrim, which is completely open world. Where someone like me who has ADD is never going to finish that game. So <laughs> I do appreciate that about The Witcher. It's, it keeps me like from going totally playing hundreds of hours is just more finish the game <laughs> kind of style yeah i've been but playing do, um, mm -hmm. i've been playing a lot of uh uh modern warfare okay yeah lately um we have played shooters we play uh some of the tom clancy games um i have played cod in the past and uh right now the game that if we play together it's probably apex so but he usually tries to pull me into other games I hate I hate battle royale games. Ah, I'll, I'll I'll admit one of my guilty pleasures a few years ago was actually playing Fortnite. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> battle royale games is just not. I just don't like battle royale games. It's just not fun for me. Stressful. No, it's just there's a lot of running around in battle royale games, and then you you die and. They have to start all over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I, maybe I'm too ADD to play Battle Royale games. I think it depends on who I'm playing with. Um, we have some friends that we play with, uh, mostly Rolando's guy friends. And sometimes I, I just get very frustrated because some of them are very aggressive. And I'm like, I'm much more of a cautious player. So they just want to run in and, and get as many kills and die. And I'm like, no, this is just stressful. So it depends. It depends on on the mood and who I'm playing with. But yeah, I'll agree with you. It is. They're definitely not my favorite cup of tea. But yeah. Yeah, I like playing small map shooters, but I also like uh, like Assassin's Creed games. Um, my favorite game, my favorite game series of all time was uh, Mass Effect. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I actually have to credit Rolando. I mean, I did play video games growing up very little. Um, my mother is believes in academics more than anything. So she told me I was rotting my brain when I was playing Link. Um, so, sorry, Zelda. Oh. And uh, I, you know, pretty much she put a stop to that pretty early on. So I didn't play games. I pretty much did like Nintendo and then nothing until college. <laughs> So, I used to be really into um, MMOs. Started with EverQuest. 
mm-hmm. which was a hardcore MMO. And that did wow for years. I'd be afraid to get into something like that because I get I have an addictive personality. So as you can tell, if I paid, played 600 hours of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I got married and had kids, I stopped playing WoW because it was just like... It, 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 MMOs is one of those things where there's no pause button and you can't just sit down and pay, play uh, for, you know... 20 minutes an hour uh it's like it's gonna be four five six hours to do anything yeah it's a commitment so i mean i just can't do that so i was like okay i gotta give up i I uninstalled everything all my uh um all my stuff um do you don't play anything now no no uh mmo wise oh okay, okay okay no i still play like first person shooters uh you know Cod and stuff like that, but and mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed and stuff. I just don't play first person. I just don't play MMOs. MMO RPGs are just cool. Oh, Gorilla, Gorillas and Guns. His wife has twelve hundred hours on Skyrim. It can totally happen. I, I bet you he hasn't even finished uh, or anywhere near finishing that game. It actually drives Rolando crazy that I haven't done, like, I just basically never did the main quest. I'm just trying to complete oh, every, I'm a completionist. Quests. Yeah, all the side quests possible and, and hit everything on the map. And he's like, yeah. you, you're not even trying to do the main quest. I'm like, not, not yet. I'm leaving that for the end. In Skyrim, you're not supposed to do every single side quest. Are you, or you would never finish. That's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> The best sixty dollars I ever spent. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. I'm looking forward to uh, the new Black Ops game that's coming out. Mm-hmm. That uh, that looks uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I, I uh, Clover Tech haven't played any games since we were young. Clover, I figured you you would be all into games. You know, you do you do a podcast called Talk Talk and Talk Nerdy to me or whatever, and oh man, no interest in them. I feel like I feel uh, like games, especially modern day games, are the equivalent of watching TV or watching movies because, but they're interactive. So that's why I got into it again when once I started dating Orlando back in the day. We've been together for almost ten years now, so that's pretty much when I started um, playing video games again. Because I knew it was a big part of what he liked to do. Um, so we we both have the philosophy of, you know, I have a lot of married couple friends who, you know, my best girlfriend gets home, her husband's upstairs playing uh, video games, and she's downstairs went playing, uh, watching TV. So I'm like, what kind of, you know, I mean, they seem to be okay with that relationship. But um, I kind of wanted to be, you know, best friends with my significant other. So... And he felt the same way. So we took each other's hobbies up, which is actually how we got into, I got into shooting guns too. Um, that was totally, he, he's the, he's the reason. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah, that's what he told me. Um, I actually started following you on Instagram for gun stuff before I actually followed him. And then like, they can always comment on each other's posts. I wonder if they would be a good couple. <laughs> and then, you're married. I'm like, oh, that's why they would be a good couple because they're married. 
<laughs> you're not, you're not the first to tell me that. A lot of people don't realize that we're married, and I think that's so funny. <laughs> I'm like, man, they 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 need to meet, and it's just <laughs> it was just it was, it's kind of funny. Uh, getting back into uh, gaming and transitioning into gun stuff, do you think uh, the gaming, like the first person shooters and everything out there, are getting people into guns? Because I think absolutely, absolutely. Um. I think that gaming, it's something that the 2A community sleeps on, I think, a little bit because it is, in my opinion, essential to the next generation of gun owners um, getting enthused and, and getting into it because with the youth right now, I feel like it's kind of a culture war because we have that whole March for Our Lives thing. I have uh, some employees that are were in high school during Parkland and all that stuff, so um, I'm usually really, really good at sensing whether someone would be open to uh, having a, a talk or I kind of like just sprinkle seeds and then like develop that conversation to happen at a later time. But I have especially one coworker who I don't know what it is. She just I just knew it right away that I could never have that conversation with her ever because she just looked like panicked the second I even brought up anything about guns. So to me, it's just it's a culture war on a certain generation of people that they've just been kind of like brainwashed to think to live in fear of guns from what happened to somebody else, you know, someone else's tragedy. Um, so to reclaim some of that generation, I feel like guns can be had a conversation about that with due to gaming, you know, um, little kids, 10 year olds to 14 year olds, I'd say are playing Fortnite still, and they know more about guns or COD they know more about guns than some gun people. You know, I think that's actually when I started to start to identify guns was, you know, through gaming. I'd be like, the first time I saw a scar was in a video game versus, you know, at the gun store or live. So I do think it's really important. Um, and I think the adults in the industry don't really give its credit, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of the people in the industry are older or don't mm -hmm. just understand understand video games. Um, so I think that uh, there needs to be a, a major push um, for people to understand not only video games, technology, really. Mm -hmm. um, um, I feel like uh, Lucas T-Rex, I, I mean, I know a lot of people have different kind of feelings about him, myself included. I'm like, eh. You know, sometimes I, I whatever. I don't know I who that is. What's that? I don't know who that is. The the um he's a big YouTuber. He trains um what's his uh he trains like uh, uh like military guys and stuff like that. But he's pretty big on YouTube. And um he he has it he actually has a Twitch channel. So let's say so he's a big, you know, gun guy. Um but he also kind of realizes the importance of gaming. So he actually has a Twitch channel where he plays video games, gun-related video games, and then talks about the guns while he's, you know, streaming on Twitch and like, you know, doing the this is what this is what it's really like kind of thing. I don't know if they have rules over there on Twitch about like being able to touch guns. So I don't think you can actually like physically handle or manipulate them. Uh, but at least he 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 talks about them in a realistic setting as well. I mean, if they don't, they probably will <laughs> have that. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, have that band sometimes. Yeah. It's a. Uh, 
Well, at this point, I think uh, the latest I've heard about Twitch is that it's become really unfriendly. They have uh, moderators that identify as deer. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> yes. Transspeciesism. So, I'm like, is yeah. that real? Yeah. That's, that's Wait, interesting, that, so. Um, so, that mean, that is freaking crazy. Yeah, so it's it's I don't know how how well his stuff's doing now because I haven't really paid attention to it, but I'm pretty sure those kinds of moderators would consider him one of the toxic. I, I forgot what what she this one particular person said, but she I think one of their things was that all white cis males were, you know. Yeah, they should fear her. Yeah. So yeah, Twitch is not Twitch is not gun friendly, I would say. But um, but I think that's very cool that he does that. You know, to help. Yeah, Twitch um, is not gun friendly. Twitch is one of the most left leaning uh, platforms there is. Yeah, and definitely anti gun. But uh, it's it's kind of funny that they're so anti gun when most of the games that they make money on involve guns. Yeah, but that's the hypocrisy, you know. That I can expect from the left. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of hypocrisy out there. So, uh, getting into shooting. So, you're you said you're fairly new to shooting, and you started getting into it after the two A rally. Um, well, no, I've been shooting um, into advocacy. I should say advocacy. Yes, yes. Pretty much that was the turning point. Um, Rolando, my husband, had been talking about it more. Uh, I think he made his his Puerto Rican pistolero kind of thing um, a month or two before the two A rally, um, but I was resisting. I was already following people. I think uh, I was following Maj uh, Maj Ture, and um, I think from Maj I found Carrie Sloan, the We the Female, and I really loved you know seeing women in the industry um, and and in advocacy. So she kind of like that was kind of a really cool inspiration, and I got to meet her at the two A rally. And um, I remember when when we had conversations um, at the two reality or before or after, um, people would ask me, "So are you gonna, you know, you're gonna do this?" And I said, "No, no, I'm just gonna be." I think my quote was, "I'm gonna be the woman behind the man." So I'll I'll back him up, you know. Um, I'll help him with all his stuff, but I, I'm not interested. And you know, when they asked me why, I said, "Well, I'm kind of shy. I'm not really, you know, I don't really feel like I could." you know, do the kind of talking that I see people need to do. And, and you know, I, I didn't think I was going to be able to be comfortable um, filming videos and all that, you know. So I was like, no, I'll, I'll just help out. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> so it was actually, so the 2A rally was, I can't remember. It was, I think it was on a Saturday, right? It was on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, during then, the ninja, right, where I met G-Web, the ninja there. G-Webs popped up. Hi, I'm G-Webs. I'm like, hey, whatever. Before we all started talking, it was like me, Devin Perkins, and G-Webs talking. And all of a sudden, Devin and I looked at each other like, he's gone. He's like, just disappeared into like the ether. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> so go ahead. Sorry. That's good. Um, I forgot what I was saying. So yeah, we went to the 2A rally. That was a Saturday. Then on Sunday, we just did some touring, tourism stuff, because I, I, we're both really, Rolando's in particular, really into, like, super into history buff guy. So we had a great time um, 
going to see the, you know, the constitution and all that stuff. And I think that all just, you know, had me thinking. And I remember going to see the Bill of Rights was like almost like a religious experience for me. Um, it is. Every time I go gosh, it's rotunda. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, I don't, there's a lot. G webs. Thank you, man. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold on. I got I got something here for you, G Webs, just for you. Wolverines. Twenty dollars that will go to Bella, my niece who's suffering from uh, brain cancer. All proceeds go to Bella. I'll uh, get you out of book too, G Webs. By the way, all right, go ahead. Sorry about that. That's good. And um, by the way, my my niece is has the same name, so um, praying for your niece. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And so, yeah, so on Sunday, it was a combination of, of, you know, having that moment where we got to see that historical document. And the night before, on Saturday night after the rally, we had had drinks and cigars with some some of the uh, 2A people. And I, I remember it was Carrie when right when I was I was leaving, she grabbed me by the shoulder and she, she told me, you just got to do this. You need to do this. There's, there's no Hispanic females in the in the industry. You got to do this. And I'm like. Okay, I guess. Um, but I still remember feeling super uncomfortable. So I, I just spent all of Sunday just ruminating about it. And then I think on the flight back, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. And never thought it was going to actually, you know, I think the first time, like when I finally like made an, the IG, because um, I had also been off of social media for a really long time. I had finally gotten back on social media uh, in 2019 after being off for like five years. Um so, you know, Rolando helped me come up with something. I was like, I need something snappy, like Puerto Rican Pistolero. That's so cool. And I'm like, I was sitting there like writing, like, what could, what could I need some alliteration? I love alliteration. And he, he's the, he was the brains behind the, the triple L alliteration. So that, uh, he helped me with that. And then boom, it was, the ball started rolling. And to this day, I mean, I remember seeing like 50 followers on this. And I'm like, who, why would anybody follow me? I have nothing to say that hasn't been said before. But apparently, um, I, I, I apparently resonate with people. And I started noticing that I have a really easy time talking to, like I said, even strangers, which has become my thing. I just start, you know, I just have a sense, like spidey sense. And I'm just like, okay, this is going to go well. So I have a sense for finding people that I can, you know, just strike up conversations with and I kind of just believe in doing good things. I've always been um, really into philanthropy and volunteerism my whole life. You know, as a teenager, I volunteered with animals. I was an animal rights activist. Uh, <laughs> that didn't turn out not great for me um, and because the community is a little bit crazy. Um, but I, I always volunteer with, you know, at the, you know, at the, at the wildlife care center and then, I've, I've been volunteering with uh, kids with medical conditions for, for over a decade. Um, so I've always felt like being selfish about your time or your life is the wrong way to live. You know what I mean? Like, I always feel like there's a greater purpose for everyone. So I try to do as much good as I can. And I felt like this, even though it's not really volunteering, it's it's kind of like I feel good every time I make someone think about, you know, their own freedoms and what they're not paying attention to. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, a couple different things. I got a question for you, but uh, just to answer a question that I got, I got like 
I got this question like three times like today. So if you're watching out there, I just want to answer this. Uh, someone asked me, uh, they, I guess they looked, I'm doing a little promotion where, you know, you can win this if you, com you know, one entry per comment you put on my videos or whatnot. Um, so people have been going through and like commenting on all my videos. And uh, like I had three different people today bring up the fact that out of the 117 of these that I have done, uh, 100 of the Firefly chats have been with uh, either women or people of color. And they asked me uh, if I did that on purpose. So I just want to answer that right now and to say, no, it's just, I don't know why it just worked out that way. Um, just the way it were. I, I don't know. Uh, so here's a question. Do you consider me a, a person of color or white? Because I've gotten both. <laughs> Uh, you know what? <laughs> don't answer that. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I don't. I, 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 whatever you want. I, I, I <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. I don't look for people of personal color. I don't look for women. I, I look for, you know, people. So it doesn't matter. So if you want to be, if you want to say you're white, you're white. If you want to be a person of color, you're a person of color. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, doesn't it just doesn't make a difference. So it's not a big deal to me. Um, I I'll, I probably wouldn't call you anything. Oh, really. well, no, that's, that's a good uh, I would, I would call you Joe. Thank <laughs> that, you. That's who you are to me. You're not a person of color. You're not white. You're Joe. Thank you. Uh, no, it's it's my husband knows that I've, I think for years now, even before they, this became a thing, you know, intersectionality or whatever you want to call it, became a thing that, you know, everyone's obsessed with identity. It's a thing. I, I've been uh obsessed with this like why is everyone so obsessed with what you are um well, i'm not um i i would say if anything you're you're joe or if i had to put you in a category i'd put you in oh you're an american thank you yeah and and, and I, that's basically it um so no it's just a question i got like three times and so i just decided i might as well answer it because I've never really realized it, but I really never looked at it from that angle. So I don't know. People just a uh, question. Has got questions here, yeah. Yeah, question. Okay, that, I'm gonna start getting to some of his questions. He should come on and interview you. Money <laughs> <laughs> no object. What would you do next for two A? Um, well, the next step is we just got our RSO certification so that we can get more experience. Um, I've done like unofficial training of people that I know, um, especially now because everyone's, you know, I have a bunch of new people coming forward as new gun owners that never had any interest. So I offered my services and taught them for free and they felt really comfortable with me because they knew me. Um, but I would like to, we would, we both feel like, um, the next step would be getting into training. So we both are looking into getting our certification um, after getting a little experience, you know, watching some of our friends and mentors, um, the instructors. So that's the next step. Because um, I feel like that's a thing. Women feel more comfortable with women instructors. Um, so there's not too many of us out there. So I think that's the next step for me. And of course, uh, it shouldn't be 
not you know if money were not objects it should be if ammo were not an object yeah i mean i i have i have money to buy ammo i just don't have any ammo well i got a bunch i actually got a bunch that i i back ordered a long time ago and it all shipped and my wife is going to kill me because i figured it would ship at different times Mm-hmm. So now it's all <laughs> you're gonna get this huge like 10, box. Ten thousand rounds. I got like ten thousand nine millimeter rounds and ten thousand two two three rounds coming. So I'm like, oh wow. crap. Uh, I think my husband said that he found something where it was like nine millimeter was two dollars a round. That's yeah, insane. That, yeah, this is a regular price. It is. Uh, oh, but if you ever need to make any money, quick cash, you could uh, sell that at two dollars a round. I. I shoot uh, probably, well, before the ammo shortage, I was shooting probably a, a couple thousand nine millimeter rounds and a couple thousand two, two, three rounds a month, plus mm-hmm. probably like 500, 500 uh, rounds of like 45 or, or 300 blackout or whatever. So 500 like random rounds. So I can't do that anymore. Um, I do have a nice little product that I've been using though right here uh it's called the mantis blackbeard uh it uh this goes in your ar in the in the upper it replaces the charging handle and everything and just goes in the in the uh, magwell and this is the battery and it, it, it's a trigger reset and there's a little laser here That's so cool. it, it works with your with your laser training programs so uh you don't have to like break and recock it's a uh, Every time you shoot, it actually resets the trigger. So you can like do up to 10 shots a, a second. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and it helps you um, with dry firing. And right now with ammo, it's something that we need. And this is coming out from uh, our friends over at MantisX at MantisX.com. Yeah, I think we've all been doing a lot of dry firing, <laughs> which is yeah, good. This- We're all getting our basics down again. This, when I hit 2,000 subscribers, when I give this away, this will help a dry fire too. I have, I have the uh, original model, and it's just, it is, it's just awesome. It helps a dry fire, and right now, it's, it's really good. Um, Chris Shoemake has commented on every video I had. I have over 100 videos, so he has over 100 entries. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, so it's a, it's pretty cool. Um, Let's go with another G-Web question. Uh, do you stay in touch with the animal rights folks at all? Um, No. Okay, so... They're freaking crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm still... At my core, um, I still believe in a lot of the stuff. And by the way, the reason I, I left and I was doing a lot of the volunteering with them, I was going to... We have a local, like, um, horse, you know injured horse range here that they um you know you can go and volunteer with them and clean out their stalls and do stuff like that we were i was doing sea turtle rescue so i was doing a lot of like hands-on stuff um with the animal rights community and down here in south florida um but you know it has an online community too and i think that's when i really started noticing the toxicity and you know it, it goes like it's a spectrum just like anything political so um I think I started getting turned off when I was told that I wasn't truly an animal rights um, activist if I believed in having children because humans were. 
Yeah, I've you know, heard. the evil on the earth, and we should all be wiped out to leave the earth to the animals. So I was like, all right, this is getting a little too extreme for me. So I just quietly retreated, and you know, I know they do a lot of good work out there, but I I just don't think that um, it it becomes one of those like I'm holier than you kind of how how can I out out vegan you? And I'm like, I'm not gonna play that game. <laughs> so I'm good. So yeah, I do not stay in touch with them. Um, yeah, yeah I did a vegan back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing when people who meet me go, you're the most normal vegan I've ever met. And I'm, I'm like, I finally understand <laughs> why. I, I did the vegan stuff for a while. Um, not because of animal rights or anything like that. Is I just wanted to try it. I, I lost a lot of weight. Um, I lost a lot of weight, but um, just mistake too much yeah it's hard it is hard um i actually am no longer a full-blown vegan i'm like uh a full full-time vegetarian and i just avoid eating um i don't drink milk but i occasionally have pizza so that's the one bad thing you can't forget pizza you can't get rid of pizza uh chris shumake says you should do um a podcast with american gun chick I actually really like Brickell. Um, I got to meet her at SHOT Show, and um, I thought she was really sweet. And I didn't know she was actually half Latina as well, so I thought it was really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah her, I think her mother's Mexican. So, um, yeah, I really like her. I actually just recently sent her my phone number, and, you know, I don't have too many girls friends in the gun community so hopefully it will be you know friends yeah. one day. <laughs> it, it, uh, you guys should uh, you guys should i think you guys would uh do it. maybe i should do a podcast with uh, me your husband american gun check you and uh i'll get a couple other people on i guess uh women in shooting joe drag Joe, I, I still need your address. I need to send you some stuff, man. <laughs> Hit me up. Real John Crump on Instagram or Black Swan Media Group on Facebook. Uh, yeah, with women in shooting, it seems like it's exploding. And I used to do a lot of gun classes. I still do. Like, once. Well, before the COVID thing, I would do a lot of free gun classes. Uh, and uh, a lot of women took my class. And to be honest with you, I liked teaching the women more. <laughs> Just because well, they, they're more receptive. They, they, not to, you know. I'm not trying to be like stereotypical. But yeah, they, but they in general, I feel like when I'm teaching a woman or talking to a woman, I feel like the women are more like they have less ego and they listen better. If that makes any sense. That's oh, what I found. Makes perfect sense. It, I think it, that's it, why. I think that's why you hear like there's this thing people say, "Oh, women are pretty good, like off the bat shooters." And I'm like, I don't think it's it's a skills thing, or you know how like they say women are better at this versus men. I I think it's actually just because we're paying attention more <laughs> during the initial lessons. Perhaps I think that's what it is. It, it might be. You, you might be right. 
uh, because I I definitely noticed that women pay more attention and they're less likely to say, oh, well, you know, I, I I saw it in a movie. This is the way they shoot it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, I saw it in a movie that they shot like uh, 500 rounds without reloading too. So <laughs> it's not going to happen. By the way, that's become one of my new favorite things. Like if I see, uh, before I never really thought about it before I got into guns, but now my favorite thing to do is watch action movies and see all the like things that don't really happen with guns. You know what really gets my goad with the action movies and gun with guns in there? It, it absolutely pisses me off. I have no idea why. It's, it's the most irrational thing that... Um, that that happens that 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 pisses me off is they'll pull out a glock watch any glock movies right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they pull out a glock and you hear the hammer go back yep it's like it's a strike your fire there's no freaking hammer or the or you hear the safety click off yeah, I don't know what movie we just watched, but I, I just saw that exact same thing, and I was like, ah, that, "This was exactly what I was talking about," and it's, it's hilarious. It it really really pisses me off, even more than the silence or sound. The mm. pew, pew. You know, it's just a, it's a, but yeah, that that is one of the things that really pisses me off in movies when when they have a striker fire pistol and you hear a hammer. It makes well. It, it makes things unintentional comedies now. Yeah, that or uh, fingers on the trigger pisses me off. That's why I like the John the John Wick movies. Yeah, no, they're awesome. Um, I think that hopefully will be more of a trend in Hollywood um, because of that. I, I'm seeing a lot more videos of of celebrities, you know, going to Taron. So. Yeah, maybe there'll be more realistic uh, shoot shootouts now in movies. Well, the writer of the John Wick movie, or not the writer, the director of the John Wick movie is apparently this huge gun enthusiast. Really? Like, he's a three-gun shooter and stuff like that before the John Wick movies. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, um, watching, like, behind the scenes, and he was talking about that's why he makes the, you know, all the gun like, the rolls of guns, reloads, and stuff like that because he is he's a gun guy he's a avid gun guy and he's like i don't i want to pit realism you know finger off the trigger stuff like that you, yeah, you ever worked on any movies with guns have i ever worked with <laughs> no i had the opportunity to um really yeah it was not an american movie it was a thai movie and they mm-hmm. wanted me to consult on it but it would involve me going to Thailand for three months. It's, I hear the food's very good. I love Thai food. I lived in Southeast Asia. I love Thai food, but yeah. Yeah. So um, with guns, uh, are you going to do any type of competition or anything? Any like matches, um, guns? I wanted to. That was actually one of the things on our 2020 to-do list. Rolando had yeah. gone into our local uh, pistol yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and this was the year I was going to join him, and I was really nervous about it. Um, I I felt like I I, I don't I, I'm not I don't handle stress well. 
<laughs> that kind of stress, like time stress. I'm like, wait, they put a timer next to your head and you're supposed to do everything? No, I'm in front of people. Beep. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I resisted all of 2019. And then I told him at the end of 2019, okay, fine, I'll do it. So we were going to do it. And then COVID hit. And that's unfortunate. But um, uh, at some point, COVID's going to be over. So I will be going to join our local uh, pistol club. And I think I'm going to ease myself into it and start with shooting uh, my Ruger 1022 because that's an option. And then once I feel more comfortable with like the actual like what you do and the whole timer thing, then I'll, I'll move forward with um, with pistol. And that was actually my birthday gift. Um, I asked Rolando because my birthday this week. So get me a um, a holster and belt for competition shooting. So I'm committing to it. Oh, that's cool. So you have a, a Ruger Gen 22. Um, I bought my sons on, on, on their birthday, like their actual birthday, like when they were born. I both, bought them both uh, Ruger 1022s. I love it. And then I, I, I always tell people when they kind of sneer at that, it's like that gun, if you guys watch Top Shot, that gun took out, uh, I think it was season, was it season one or season two, where one of the, the final final like shootout the guy who didn't win like the runner-up it was taken out by not being able to shoot at 10 22 accurately so there you go so yeah well well my sons i have two sons on their birthdays every year i buy a gun for them mm -hmm. um when they be become of legal age still in it um i will let them do and I say legal age, I own it because I don't want them selling it before. But if they want to sell all their gun collection, they can sell it or they can keep it. But I figure that will either give them a nice collection to have or it will give them money for something else. And Do gun they... usually, go, go, you know, don't really go down. They're three and seven, so they're kind of oh, long okay, way. Okay. Uh, is the seven-year-old... Uh... Are you starting? When you, did did he start shooting yet, or not yet? No, not yet. Uh, his mom doesn't want him to shoot until he's ten. But uh, we, we're working with uh, an AR and um, these systems mm -hmm. and dry firing, so he can actually run an AR pretty well. That's Low awesome. clear stoppages and stuff like that. Um, but when he when he turns ten, we're gonna. Go hardcore. Um, got him a cricket. Because uh, I'm into long range shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, got to start long range shooting somewhere. No, that's great. I actually am really jealous of, um, you know, I see people that have been shooting since they were little kids. And I think that's an amazing, you know, uh, skill. And I, I, I get really jealous. <laughs> I wish I'd been doing this for a lot longer. <laughs> Yeah, there is a video of a BuzzFeed reporter shooting an AR and complaining about how much it hurts and how much it kicked and he was crying and stuff like that. And then it cuts to a video of a seven-year-old girl with an AR just, mm -hmm. you know, just mowing down targets. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. So... So you think you are a proponent of having kids shoot young? I, yes, I, I do believe that. Um, I think education, um, when, 
when you have, especially when you when you are a gun owner in your household, uh, your kids should should be educated as as early as possible with safety. And then um, I think that also takes the fear out of out of it. And you know, I think it's an amazing skill that like it's kind of like sports in the sense that if you start young, you will be more athletic with it. Or you know, I think that people who get into things like this early will just be have the edge you know they can be competition shooters like i'll never be a good competition shooter although this is i've i've heard i think i don't know if this is true but i think gabby franco started as as older and now look at her so (laughs) it could be it's possible but i think it's um you know i think it definitely you the earlier you start i think you get a better edge on it yeah gabby's from uh venezuela right yeah so like she couldn't shoot because it was uh Illegal. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why uh, they're under, uh, you know, tyranny. Hmm. It's funny how that goes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's uh pretty cool. I want to get back into the Hollywood thing. Um. And ask you, do you watch Walking Dead? I did not. I only watched like the first season. It was very sad to not continue because I got into it after it was already like almost over. So at that point, it was too many seasons. <laughs> it was too much work to watch. Yeah. If you ever watch Walking Dead or anyone out there in, in, the, in the audience who watch Walking Dead, one of the things where I meant to bring this up, but it just went out of my mind. One of the things that drives me crazy is that Rick shoots the ground. Mm-hmm. And he holds his Colt Python, he holds it like this. So every shot he takes, he'll hit someone like 100 yards down the way with his revolver. But if you actually look where he's shooting at, he's shooting at the ground. Well, now I'll have to go back and watch that. <laughs> yeah, watch it. It will drive you crazy. No, you can you can never not, not see it. Okay, let's see. We got some comments here. Joe Drag. Uh, his friend started his three-year-old son with a Henry 22. That's good. Uh, Clover brings up the fact that Gabby was on the Venezuelan national youth team. So never mind. <laughs> Guess I was wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, for- well, uh, that actually makes sense. Guns were actually made illegal, at least for like normal use in 2012. So that was not that long ago. It seems like it should be longer, but it's not. In Venezuela. Uh, Clover saying that uh, kids should train with Nerf guns, then it eight definitely be explode. You know, air guns at five, and yeah, I got my son a, a air gun, so he's been practicing with air guns. Um, yeah, at the um, I do a medical camp every year for the past. I want to say it's like my thirteenth or fourteenth year that I've been doing this, and they have lately because of the you know current you know the political atmosphere i was worried that they would take them away but we do have um you know uh daisy bb guns i think i can i think they're bb guns or air airsoft yeah. i don't know what they are um but they do have all the kids you know we have a small range at our camp and um you know i was i was worried that they would get rid of them because of how you know especially after the school shootings but you know i was very pleasantly surprised to, to see that they still do that and still part of camp so and and they do go over gun safety and everything, which I think is pretty pretty great. So, yes, yeah, I think it's a my, good thing. My son is a Cub Scout, and they did the 
and they do the airsoft, not the airsoft, but the BB gun stuff. And he's really good. He's a really good shot. And every time he comes up to shoot, people are like, you know, he wins the competition all the time. He bullseyes. And people are like, that's no fair. <laughs> and, and yes, they do have Red Riders. They have the Daisies, and then they have the Red Riders there. The Red Riders are usually for the older kids because it's a little bit harder to uh, pump. Yeah, I think I think the ones we have at camp are the Red Riders, yeah. Yeah, Which... I... Well, I've gotten I, a lot better at those now that I've actually shot real guns. Because <laughs> I was I was uh, shooting those Red Riders at camp uh, long before uh, I've been shooting guns. So I've noticed in the last four or five years, my shooting has <laughs> been much improved at camp. Yeah, I have an expensive air gun that a uh, company sent me that I did a review on a long time ago. Uh, and I'm not going to remember the company. It's a big boar air gun, and it's actually used to hunt deer and big big oh, wow. elk. So you can actually take down an elk with it. It's like a thirty cow air gun. Oh, that's crazy. That's you crazy. hook up a, you hook up like a tank to it. It's like a little scuba tank to mm -hmm. pressure it up, and uh, it it has the same velocity and the same knockdown power as a three hundred eight, but it's an air gun. Are they, out of curiosity, that's not at all regulated the same way that, nope. wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, Umarex. I think uh, I think Clover's right. I think it is a Umarex. No, it's it's not regulated. They can send it right to your house. And uh, the knockdown power is just amazing. I mean, I mean it, was, it was putting big freaking holes in the target I was shooting at. I was, I was surprised. It was, it's a lot quieter because they also have a, a built-in suppressor because it's an air gun, so it can. So it's a lot quieter, and the knockdown force is just as much as a, uh, of a, of a 308. Interesting. They're expensive. Uh, I know... I know Tony Tony Simon of Simon Says Train uh, does uh, black powder uh, with people in his state who can't own a gun for legal yeah. reasons. So yeah. maybe that might be a good option as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony Simon uh, is a good friend. Yeah, there's a lot of black powder revolvers, so you can actually hold up to like six shots. So it doesn't you don't have to like reload after every shot like. Uh, musket like most black powder but it's revolvers and uh, a lot of people who can't own guns own black powder revolvers because they're not regulated and anyone can own it but i gotta get into the black powder stuff you ever shoot black powder no but it was actually a huge chunk of our rso course so at this point we it was a, our rso course recently took it like i want to say like a month ago um it was just a huge chunk of the curriculum that was dedicated to that which was really surprising and after spending nine hours <laughs> in the course and at least one of them was about black powder um i'm definitely want to try that out <laughs> yeah uh Air Force Texan is exactly what it was, Chris. He also talks about how air guns is uh, is more consistent than gunpowder. And it's more accurate. It is. 
of the easier to regulate. And clover is really in the black powder. Clover's from Texas, so do you ever get the feeling that everyone from Texas walks around with a cowboy hat and a black powder gun? I, I assumed everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that is definitely what I think. So, what is on the horizons for your podcast and for you in particular? Um, so, we had our first guest on episode eight on Sunday. So that was, we had some technical issues, but it, it, we managed. Uh, so we're more excited about getting, um, on. what's that? Tell everyone who the guest was. Oh, our first guest was Argo J, a very good friend of ours. Um, very cool guy. I consider, I consider Jay family. He's an amazing person. And I we felt we both felt that having him on as our first guest was very apropos. Um, he's just been an amazing friend and mentor, and you know, I I you know never feel uncomfortable if I have a question about something or just want someone's opinion. Um, usually, the two people that I go to for that is is Jay and and, and Tony Simon Simon actually as well. Um, I wish you either of them a text or both of them a text if I have a question about something or I just want their opinion on something. I think they're both amazing people. So, Yeah. Uh, Argo J and I run around. We have similar friends, uh, same friends. Um, I haven't really been able to work it out so even on my podcast, but I, I, that's one guest I definitely want to have on. Tony Simon is on my podcast a lot. Um but the only thing with Tony Simon, every time we do a podcast, instead of going an hour, we'll look and it'll be like four hours. <laughs> That's what happened with Jay. We didn't actually intend to have a, a two-hour show. Our show is usually just an hour. And then this happens on phone calls with us as well. Like, I just call him for a quick question and then, like, we look and we've been on the phone for three hours. So, you know, yeah. So, apparently, everybody liked the longer podcast. So, we're probably going to stick with two hours. Yeah, last time, I, last time I had Tony Simon on, um, we ended up talking an hour and a half about Tony's theory that, you know what a Karen is, right? Mm-hmm. How Karens lead to socialism. <laughs> That's this big to... theory about <laughs> how Karens is the root of how the first socialists are actually Karens an interesting theory i think i need to get more details on this we talked about it for about an hour and a half so i'm gonna have to hunt down this episode and listen to it yeah actually cut it out and put like a small snippet of it uh and in the firefight chats clips because it was just like what (laughs) (laughs) all right and your husband tonight is going to be on hank strange Yes, he's gonna be on. Uh, with, they got a good show tonight. Uh, yeah, they have a great show, and uh, I don't remember the other guest's name, but it was an insider of the NRA, I think, and he's gonna uh-huh. be on with uh, Devin from Trenchwork as well. It's so, Frank Smith. That person. <laughs> so uh, um, it should Frank. be a good show. I think his show starts at seven. Oh uh, no! If it Frank Smith or I don't know, it's uh the, the, the... my husband's in the chat. Yeah, if he's, if he's listening still, 
Yeah, it's the dude that the book just came out. Um, Yes. Yeah, and that's going to be an interesting show. uh, Mostly because, you know, no one, I was asked, I was like, oh, um, you know, how, it's not Tim Knight, Clover. Um, Tim Knight, like, he won't talk, he won't bash NRA in public for reasons. I'll talk to you about those reasons if you want off air, but it's not Tim Knight. yeah, I, I don't really know the the, the Frank guy, because um, uh, they asked me, "Hey, can you give us some background?" I was like, "I really don't know him." So. Right, it's gonna be interesting. I'm definitely going to tune in tonight to watch that. Um, and your shows come on on Friday on Saturday, on Sunday nights. Sunday nights. Yes, I'm- Sunday nights at seven. I meant to say Sunday nights, but yeah, I watch your show. So I'm going to do my plugs and I'm going to give you the final word. All right. Since we've been on for about an hour. All right. You can follow me on patreon.com slash John Crump. I mean, it could be like, hey, follow me here. <laughs> anywhere. Super chats are now open. $25 will get you a signed book. $5 will get you a patch. And we only have uh, four patches left right now. Uh, or you can do the Patreon thing and get a patch, four patch. I got a new patch design. I got to get made up. Uh, G-Webs. I'm going to put it out this. G-Webs, all their patches are shipping. Their patches are awesome. Uh, they did a like a patch thing to support all these different gun creators. Uh, and I don't know if you follow the patches. But it's American Gun Check, I think. It's Clover, Tony Simon, G-Webs. Um, a bunch of different people. It's really, really cool. Um, Black Swan Tactical is open and use code Liberty for 10% off. You can get 25% off at gun owners, gunowners.org slash black slash. Let me start. 25% off at gunowners.org slash black dash swan dash media. Remember, we are sponsored by Down the Barrel. You can go to downthebarrelofficial.com to see some of the sickest ARs in the world. Thank you to Mantis. They supplied this for our 2K giveaway. If you said something in the chat, you were entered as long as you are subscribed. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, And remember, Hawaiian House, hawaiianhouse.org. They make some really cool stuff. I had some other stuff around, but I don't know what to do with it. I think I might have brought it upstairs. Hawaiian House makes some of the coolest luau gear, big igloo gear there is. Um, and use code CRUMPY for 10% off there. And that is it. I'm going to give it to you, Joe. Joe, give us your final plugs, your final thoughts, anything you want to say. And thank you for watching, guys. Come and check out our show on Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. And we are the Locked and Loaded Latinos. That's our channel. And then uh, I challenge everybody out there to start talking to random people. (laughs) Start talking about guns. It's important. Yeah, we definitely do. All right. 